0: what's happening sports fans christian petterson here in the san diego prep insider studios and we welcome you to our final football preview show of the 2019 season as we have reached the promised land divisions one through five will be going down friday and saturday night at southwestern college joining me here in the studio let's go around and introduce ourselves Noah laxina the vibres tommy Morris, run the ball Bodie De silva Uh, Stats and Info. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, How are we doing this? We're doing this five to one or one to five. We did not. Uno. One to five. We'll start with one then. Thank you very much for joining us, folks. Um, We, as always, got to remind you that Bodie Silva is here on behalf of Scorebook Live, the official digital content provider and partner for the San Diego CIF section and the entire state, but we are a San Diego biased show. Some of you on Twitter would believe that we are biased towards certain parts of San Diego versus others, but I digress. As I pull up our brackets, guys, um, just real quick, Bodie, you want to fill in everybody on uh, what's the next date to look forward to for state? for the open cuz the open division is over do we know when we're going to know or is that do we have to wait one more full week yes we'll week have we'll
1: have the brackets on Sunday December 1st uh, sometime in the afternoon uh, and they'll be up scorebooklive.com
0: December first, we'll know the state playoffs across the board. So we have to wait a little bit for the open division teams yeah, to find out to where wait, they're going
1: to be then going. The other divisions will get it the next day or two after their game.
2: Okay. I also love how in San Diego you get the the bye week in between the open division finals and the state finals. Nice little advantage for us. So kind of cool. Good yes. planning.
0: All right, guys, let's talk about our first game that we got to discuss, and that is the Division One Championship. The Oceanside Pirates, the nine seed, will take on the Lincoln Hornets, the two seed. To get here, Oceanside had to defeat Eastlake, Steel Canyon, and Madison. To get here, Lincoln had to beat Torrey Pines and Mission Hills. That is how we got here. Lincoln, it's their second finals appearance in a row. They were last year's Division II champions. Oceanside, they were in and out of the top 10 voting-wise through the first seven weeks of the season. Took some really... Uh, concerning losses that sort of had you thinking that that nine seed was perhaps accurate, but they have flipped the switch and come on strong. So guys, that's setting the table. Uh, Where do we start the discussion in this one? Is it with Kavika Tua and Oceanside? Is it with Lincoln and some of their offensive weapons? Is it the deep, like, who wants to jump in first on this one?
2: I'll go. I I think some guys we haven't talked about on Lincoln enough, and this is a kid we're going to talk about now for, I guess, three more years, freshman Samuel Cooper, the fourth. Being a freshman and playing on this stage is pretty impressive. Last week, he had 17 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Another kid I haven't mentioned yet, and I want to make sure I mention him, because not only did they have a good game, he has probably the best name in San Diego, Casanova Coleman. 11 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown. He's only a sophomore. So, Lincoln... Future is bright there. I, I I think this is going to be probably their game to win as well. Oceanside got to mention Kavika too. Like you said, twenty carries, two hundred ten yards, two touchdowns. One of those touchdowns I think was like ninety six yarder. So that kid is he'll break one at some point. But Lincoln's just all around offense, pretty impressive.
3: And another another person I I think you guys got to look out for is Cameron Beecham from Oceanside. We know that Kavika too is going to bring what he's going to bring to the table. I think uh, Lincoln's going to do a good job of just selling out to stop the run. And it's just going to be key for Cameron Beecham to separate himself on those one on one matchups against the good Lincoln secondary. It's going to be exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. You get two programs that have long, uh, great histories within the counties, two opposite parts of the county. So I expect the turnout to be great in this one, and um, I keep going back and forth on picking a winner. I'm I'm still not sure.
0: Bodie, talking about the turnout is not even close to talking about the game. I need some legitimate analysis from you before...
3: I think I think the turnout is going to play a factor though. I think both sides, both no, crowds are going to no bring it way. this week. No they way. They are. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll, whenever, we'll put whenever it on if they the gets get crowd... a turnover, you think that crowd's going to go crazy. If Oceanside gets a turnover or scores a big run, you think they're going to go crazy? I think I think both no, teams no, are no,
0: going to No, I would to argue. I would argue that the crowd makes zero difference in the in a championship level game.
2: I would disagree. I would disagree about one thing. So I, I can't remember which game it was, but I remember two years ago. I think it was Saints. They had so many fans that they had to put them on the opposite side. Of the field, you know how you're always supposed to be your fans behind you, but they had so many. I think when it becomes overwhelming like that, it then it's an issue. But unless that happens, I tend to agree with you because it's kind of 50, 50 split. It's going to be loud the whole time, so you got to just you'll get the, the kids will get used to it.
0: All right, so buddy, is something I, I, you can tease that it'll be in the full article later this week on Scorebook Live, but give us something just a vague direction into where you're looking at the difference being won or lost in this game.
1: Yeah. As the season's gone on, uh, Lincoln has really put an emphasis on their rush attack uh, in the game against mission Hills this past week. Uh, they threw 15 times. They ran 45 times the week before against Torrey Pines. They threw 10 and ran 29. So I think that's something that Oceanside's definitely going to load up on and, and say, look, if you're going to beat us, you got to start passing the ball. And, and from Oceanside's point of view, I mean, they've been uh, up and down all season, but come playoff time, three straight wins on the road um, against three really good teams coming in. So they've been tested, and um, it, it's just a toss-up for me.
0: So to me, this comes down to Kavika too and the run game can that get established or can Benjo O'Brien and Keyshawn Smith get established as Lincoln's passing game? Those, those seem to be the two primary sets of like targets, threats, big play, however you want to label the playmakers on those sides. And I mean, I think we saw it in the, in the open division game really exemplified as, and that is in, in these games, you got to look at your playmakers. Yeah. There will be the occasional sack interception, whatever coming from a, 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 a second-string guy you know, in there on a substitution, but you really normally in those big-time games got to look for the big-time players. So I'm looking at those, but I'm also looking at running the ball, being more friendly to possession, and being just, a, the, maybe that's where, to me, that's where the game's going to be decided, it is who can hold on to the ball longer because Oceanside needs to prevent Lincoln from having enough time to score a ton of points. So do we want to do how do we want to handle uh, predictions for these um are are we going exact scores are we going just win and loss Are are, are
2: I will who, go who as, as extreme as you want me to go. Okay so so you I'm started down.
0: you started the the uh the analysis of this one Tommy so let you start off your predictions get us on the record what you think the final score or result or however you want to call it between the number nine seated Oceanside Pirates and the number two seeded Lincoln Hornets
2: in the CIF Division One Championship, Oceanside seventeen, okay, Lincoln twenty-one.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go to our scoreboard or our. Um, You'll press one of the buttons. Yeah, you can pick any. Uh, not green. Okay, go ahead, press it. All right.
3: No, <laughs> oh. I, I, I kind of just that dang fit. it.
0: Well, there we go. The sound <laughs> the soundboard does not agree with Tommy Morris's selection uh, for that, that game. That was brutal. That could
2: not um, have been a worse noise that I picked there. Well, now we know what that one does.
3: Noah, please. Ooh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, don't act like you didn't know we were gonna talk about this. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna go Lincoln. Fourteen Oceanside Thirteen
0: Whoa whoa! Alright Noah You get to hit a button On here You know what those two do Wait hold on Hold on Alright you get the volume Now go Dang a a conspiracy mean, theory oh, that, how, that, how, <laughs> how did that Thirteen points get scored Was it a Was it a botched <laughs> P-A-T Or something like that uh,
2: Next on Unsell's Mysteries I think they go for two point. I think they go for two For the win do people watch Unsolved Mysteries anymore? Uh, no. That show used to scare me. Okay,
0: Noah brings up an interesting point. And I want to put this on the poll. Can anyone else handle the emotional stress of another game being decided on a two-point conversion?
2: Uh, I love the go-for-two move. I'm just throwing it out there. I think, if, it, I think if I think, we'll get
3: things come into it, I mean, if, you're, if you barely survive to get to that point and you know, like, okay, overtime's not going to be looking too hot for us, I think you go for the win. I think if you trust your defense... And, you know, you're, you're in control of the game, I think.
2: Well, the reason why I, I like it, play. especially if there's, like, a minute left or something like that, like, if you mess it up, you can still onside kick it. No, no, no I'm world. talking
0: about we have seen Oh, several games. These playoffs decided by this. We saw Cathedral Catholic, Poway, La Jolla. I believe that that's it, but there was probably one or two more. What, that,
2: it worked out. Uh, La Jolla worked out. Bishops worked out. Or no, Poway pa- did not work out. Sorry. So we're one for two cathedral there. Cathedral did not. Cathedral it, did Although not,
1: theirs was three. off a of kind of holder kicker situation rather oh, than yeah, was, to go for it yeah
0: we are not here to place blame Bodie <laughs> we're not here to place blame uh we are here for to the make, brand we're here, exactly we're here to we're here to make picks though Bodie so please uh regale us if you will with your selection for this game and keep in mind you have another platform so you can pick one way here <laughs> and a different way there
1: I'll try and keep it the same I'm gonna go similar to Noah but a little higher scoring I'm gonna go Lincoln 28 Oceanside 27 I think there there's going to come in a missed field goal throughout the game that that could be big, and maybe a missed extra point that'll that'll look large at the end.
0: I looked ridiculous last year. Um, okay, well, for the full year, I <laughs> have looked ridiculous <laughs> off and on, more or less the entirety of the existence of this product. Um, but I looked ridiculous last year, doubting what Lincoln could do in a championship game and a team that we had pegged as defensively minded and not necessarily deserving of being the the favorite in a final blew the doors off of Mira Mesa. So I would be remiss in picking against Lincoln uh, all love to Oceanside, but I, I just, I can't, I can't fall into that trap again. So I will go with Lincoln winning it uh, and I'll go with Lincoln winning it handily. I think uh, this is at least a two touchdown game for the Hornets. Any closing notes on Division One, or shall we move on to the Division Two matchup?
3: I think we're ready for Division. II. I think we
0: are ready for Division Two. All of these uh, score, uh, all of these playoff brackets are brought to you by Scorebook Live, the official digital partner of the San Diego CIF Section in Division Two. Guys, we got the Bishop's School, the number one seeded, taking on the number seven seeded El Camino Wildcats. To get here, Bishop's had to beat Poway and Santa Fe Christian. El Camino had to beat. Valley Center, San Pasqual, and Vista. Both of those San Pasquale San and Vista games. I apologize for that, Coach Clark. Uh, both San Pasqual and Vista games coming on the road. So El Camino has been uh, doing it crazy for a little while. Uh, one person in this studio in particular has been ride or die with the Wildcats being misseeded since the uh, start of these playoffs. But Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network has also been big on th- There's been a couple of... Uh, uh, to use this sound again There's been a couple of El Camino truthers uh, if you will here in the playoffs. Uh, Tommy Morris, we will let you go second so you can okay, really fine, get charged fine. unless do you do no, want to go I wanna, first no, cuz I felt bad Yeah, I'd making you go first on multiple games. Uh, we will go with Bodie da Silva as we work our way here around the table. Bodie, give us your take on this one.
1: Yeah Uh, This is one I'm really excited for. Bishops, we know they haven't seen a team at El Camino's level all year. And El Camino, as the season went on, uh, they were a little shaky early on, three and six at one point. Uh, since the regular season, they ended that that, uh, that game with Oceanside. They won that one. They've now won three since then. They made the switch to Kaya Reed at quarterback. That's done a lot for their offense. Uh, and Bishops, we know how explosive they are now. They don't have the same roster size as really anyone else uh, in the playoffs, but um, they get by with it. They they got a much-needed rest kind of a game against Santa Fe Christian last week. So uh, this is one that I'm really looking forward to.
0: I will uh, take a stab at this one, if you will, uh, cause Tom, uh, Tommy. I wanted to kind of save yours for last, but well, I, I had feel a like question. you're com- Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Has bishops punted this year, I can't <laughs> remember, I seriously can't remember last time that they, looking at the scores, I don't think they punted in like weeks. So, you know, it's to I want to
0: say bad. that they have.
3: I mean, like
2: week one, obviously. Even if even if yes. they don't get the
3: fourth down, like I would still want to go. <laughs> I have Tyler oh, yeah. Buckner on my team. I could call any play and probably good. Or first he down. can call any play for himself. <laughs> <laughs> where is the where let is him, let him call the game plan? I'm just playing. I
2: think he's no. I think he's done that this year, hasn't he? I, I, I feel like there's can, been, can, wait. Okay, games. hold
3: on, hold on. I want to think, Bode. Unless you
0: have something really pressing, go ahead. No, 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 no. no please.
1: No, is
2: to add on to with when you
1: have Tyler Buckner what's the fourth down book say I mean is it if it's anything under 15 it's <laughs> well, that's automatic go for it. That's
0: what I was going go to th- no, ask. Let's play this game. Let's figure out just how far out fourth and blank I'm still going for it because I have Tyler Buckner. I mean, are we talking fourth and 30, no. fourth and 40? <laughs>
2: no. Um I, I would almost 15 max. 15 I yeah, would 15. max though. Well, like, no, oh my... what if okay, what if you're on there 40? Probably. Oh, I, I'd go for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the only time I wouldn't go for it is anything over 20, and if I was within, if I was inside my own 25, other yeah. than that, I'd probably just go for it. I know it sounds crazy, but
0: all right. we'll Can put it. it. We'll put it on our poll at <laughs> San Diego Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, fourth and blank, and you have Tyler Buckner. You going for it? And we'll put in a couple of different uh, different options there in the numbers. Man, I. Uh, I think that the Poway game answered for me a lot of questions about whether or not this Bishop's roster could handle a big school because Poway had a ton of bodies and they threw them packed up into a tight formation and they scored 51 points on them. But Bishop's still had an answer. Uh, it, you got—is there something it's funny just, about that? It's
3: so funny to me because, like, even if they they scored 50 points and they lost and they still lost, how do you score 50 points and lose a game? Like, By just, him, uh, I, and I know it, it's just a weird formula that you're not used to seeing. Like, you to, when you see high-scoring offenses, they always have their end when if their defense doesn't come up, like, to compete at the end of the day. But I don't know how Bishops found a way to just drop one more point than them. Well, it was,
0: it was Bishops was
3: up big. Mm-hmm. They were up multiple touchdowns late in the game, and
0: Poway just finally, what you saw it at the end there, was that little bit of, like Bodie was saying, with roster size and fresh legs and physical bodies and just... There comes that point where you start to break and Bishops was kind of right at that at the end. There was a there was a fluke onside kick recovered. So it was not necessarily like, oh, like the writing was on the wall that they could only last three quarters plus seven minutes. But to me that answered what I needed to know about whether or not Bishops can hang. And I think that they win another shootout. I see this one going like legit oh, it would not be a good it, game. It would not surprise me if the final score is sixty three fifty six bishops <laughs> like I see this as being just an outrageously fun offensive game
3: I agree I mean um, this I, I think you know what you're going to get from the bishops offense I mean the question is what what's what the what is the defense going to do uh this week um I know you know like like you said Poway dropped a whole bunch of points last week I feel like El Camino is going to take that um take it out of uh, Poway's playbook and just run the ball uh try to control the clock the question really is, is this defense going to get stops? I mean, they only have one cause fumble this whole year. Um, you Obviously, they're here for a reason, but uh, they've been carried by the offense this whole season. So, I, I, you know, this is a big challenge for the defense to really step it up. They say defense wins championships. Obviously, the offense is going to be the main reason why they win if they do win, but the defense needs to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain if they want to get this thing done.
0: So, prediction? <sighs>
3: I say Bishops, 49, and then uh, El Camino, 42. All right, Tommy, you blew up our
0: texts earlier in the production meeting about this, and uh, I think that you have a room full of people now that you want to talk at.
2: Yeah, so that Poway game did actually scare me. I know, and maybe it comforted you, but not for me. So you have to keep in mind, Poway in that game didn't have a quarterback, didn't have a quarterback, so that wasn't even an option really to throw so they did they scored all those points basically by running the ball and that concerns me for bishops playing against a team like el camino a big team and i'm going to say big i mean like physically big kids um noah sega last week 15 carries 142 yards two touchdowns he also um had two touch no wait, sorry yeah two touchdown catches i don't know i remember it's wrong he also had interceptions so th- that kid was all over the field last week um look for him this week. I think. Bishops to their advantage and to their credit, they got to play Santa Fe Christian last week. I think they already knew they were going to win that game. Buckner had six touchdowns. Once you beat a team by 45 in the regular season, it kind of takes away from the drama. But I really think El Camino is going to come away with a win here. I think it's going to be something around 45 to 42. I think a lot of rushing yards for the Wildcats, but it will be close. Uh, like I said, like like we've all said, you can't count out a kid that's talented as Tyler Buckner and his team, but their defense scares me. So I'm going to go with El Camino.
3: Can I switch mine real quick? Yes. I'll switch mine really quick. 51-44 because they're gonna go for two a couple times. Two. I think El
2: Camino, uh,
3: bishops still, still bishops. Yeah, but I just think like bishops is gonna score earlier. Like, oh yeah, we're going for two just because they have Tyre Buckner. They, they always go it. for two. Yeah, and then I think I think El Camino is gonna realize, dang, I think El Camino is gonna realize that from two yards they could just run around the middle and nobody's gonna stop them either. So they're gonna get their two point conversions. I I, I think this is gonna be. Like I would one disagree of those mad with that. Games. I would say
0: that Charlie Mossy is potentially on a two yard on a three yard play like a two point conversion able to blow that up straight up the middle but yeah i get what you're saying there um it's gonna be i mean i it's gonna be such a letdown if this game ends up like 10-7 because they both have each other's offenses figured out and we just end up uh doing what we did for the first half of the open division where i texted Bodie all the scores i didn't send you a one there was none <laughs> I felt so bad. You were like, "Yeah, man, just text me all the all the scoring plays." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> no <laughs> Two text. Two hours later, exactly. Um, we move on now to the Division Three game. Are we all? Are we all? I ready? still got
4: to make my pick on.
0: Oh, D2. let me see. Oh, yellow, and Do then you get, get to, then you get to hit a button. You get to make a pick and hit a button.
1: I'm gonna go give bishops a little uh, comfort here at the end of the game. I'll go bishops 48 El Camino 39.
3: Ooh! This is
0: forty-eight. <laughs> I, like, Camino, the, I like the random numbers. I love it. Okay. I love it. And uh, what what button are we hitting?
1: Here? I will go top right. That no, that's, no. Oh,
2: that one. yeah, like, really No, they be look at his blow, funny huh? numbers, and they're like, "Yeah,
3: forty-eight. That's funny.
0: It's irreverent. It's different. He's he's a little bit of a hipster." Uh, we go to division. I'm so
2: scared that one of them is gonna be like one of those like just really loud like alarm noises. he
3: needs to be.
0: Well, we're running out of them. Uh, I will. I will actually. Now that we have figured out some of the technical stuff in the studio, I'll start to add some real legitimate sounds. Uh We'll okay. get Noah saying the vibras or something in there as an audio. You know the no vibes. You know. Oh, it's vibes now. It's back it's to being be, that uh, you know the vibes. Okay, I I, I apologize for that. But the uh, vibras
3: are always strong.
0: Division one or. The number one seed in the Division Three tournament is Scripps Ranch to get here. They had to go undefeated all season. I just like saying that. 12-0 right now. Uh, number one, Scripps Ranch beat West Hills and Central Union to get here. The La Jolla High School Vikings, the number three seed, they had to defeat Modern Day Catholic and Brawley to get here. I, I mean, it's always, I'm assuming, de facto, you lean towards the team that hasn't lost like That just seems to be how football goes. Um, I, I I look at this game, and I come very close to being unable to be objective about it because I was six the last time my alma mater made it to a championship. I failed for four years to get my school into that championship game, and now they're in the championship game. So I really do enjoy seeing that. I think that Max Smith is one of the more amazing Two-way talents in the county. I think that La Jolla has shown what this game will probably be already. In, in they played, I want to say it was week four or five of the season, September
2: twentieth, yeah, seventeen-seven,
0: and it was seventeen-seven. Scripps Ranch, you know, La Jolla. Also, you look at their schedule; they played bishops really close. Granted, that was week one, and Buckner wasn't like in stride. But I, I think that La Jolla is. I mean, they kind of strike me as, like, the Buffalo Bills right now. Like, they're really good, but you can't trust them to necessarily score a ton of points. And I just don't see any way that you get Scripps Ranch underneath that 17. Like, I don't see any adjustments that can ever be made to really, like, oh, you pitched a shutout against Scripps Ranch, let alone in the biggest stage when you know they're going to be hype and they're going to be bringing something, too. So I see La Jolla... And Scripps maybe even doing that same 17-7 again. Like, it's going to be something close. It's going to be something where they've got each other figured out. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is one where you see a whole bunch of defensive stands and then two or three, like, 80-yard Rashad Griffin, like, cut them loose, like, just finally broke through and scored, you know, blown coverage or something. I don't know. Some some There's going to be one or two big plays in this game that I think it's going to be an epic game, but I do uh, believe that it'll probably be a Scripps Ranch win. Uh, Noah we'll go to you we'll just we, are we cool with this sort of a rotation yeah, around the yes. table yeah
3: I'm cool with it um, so Scripps Ranch I mean being undefeated um, having the run game and uh, Nick Gardadina I just think that they're gonna wear down La Jolla over the of the course of four quarters and I think um You know, La Jolla will answer early. I think they'll surprise people early. They'll make it a game for about a quarter and a half. After that, I think it's going to be just aggressive football by Scripps Ranch. I think the final score is going to be 24
2: Scripps Ranch, 7 La Jolla. Short and sweet. I like it. Yeah, you talk about last week. No, you talk about the running game. You have the player of the year at your running back, so you kind of expect to rely on that. But last week, Luke and the quarterback, broke the 300-yard mark. He also threw three touchdowns. so They can beat you. Either, but also, well, Gardner did rush for four touchdowns, so it's not like he didn't do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, scripts can beat you in pretty much any way they want. For La Jolla, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, so you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. So they went on, they, they scored on the opening kickoff last week and the last play of the game. Those are the only two scores. Has anyone ever only scored on the first play and the last play?
0: I don't know how to properly word that into like a concise tweet, and
2: what I'm assuming that and Kevin one. Bear and knows. Oh, yeah, Kevin Bear probably knows. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that was incredible. I mean, you go throughout the whole middle part of the game not being able to really do much on offense, and then Jackson Stratton kind of figures it out finally in that last drive. Also, shout out to Makai Smith, who returned that kickoff for a touchdown. And then the Stratton-Solison kind of reminded me of the Falcons – or not Falcons, sorry, the the Vikings um, Saints from two years ago where the guy caught it and you're screaming, run out of bounds, run out of bounds, run out of bounds. But – Score. We had we had Tyler, <laughs> we had Coach
0: Roach on the show, and he said that I I believe I'm quoting him directly when it, it went from screaming get out of bounds to get out
2: of bounds to crap just go score. Um, <laughs> yeah, then uh, so then tried yeah, Strad finds Burnett for that two point conversion. So they got to figure out a way to do this all game. It can't just be last second do it now. And I think Scripps is a team where you can't wait. I think Scripps is going to probably score more points than it did in that week five matchup. I think it's going to be somewhere around 24 to 14 Scripps Ranch wins. Bodie Da Silva.
1: Yeah, we talked about how they played early on, and, and I'm sure that's, uh, that'll come into it. But I, I think both teams will add some wrinkles to what they do, and, it, and it, they have played so many games since then. But uh, at the end of the day, Scripps Ranch is here because their defense has been amazing all year. In the last couple of weeks, their offense has come alive Pass game, run game, both have been working. So I'm going to go a little bit of a higher score this week. I'm going to go 27 to 13 Scripps ranch.
0: Fair enough. Any closing notes on this one before we head over to the division four championship game? No, we're all good. All right. I'm seeing thumbs up around the room. Division four is potentially where, uh, I will take a break to, uh, ask the room, gauge the temperature right now. Um, do we dare play? What is Adam Paul up to? What is Adam Paul
3: up to? Oh, yeah. Would, dude, Should yes. we call him yeah, yeah, right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, um, So that's one yes. But yeah, that's, I'm with it. That's I'm two yeses. That's three yeses. Um, the what game is Adam Paul up to.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, ooh, I like that. Uh, um, uh, it's the number one seeded Santana Sultans versus the number two seeded Sarah Conquistadors. So go figure. That a game would actually, in this postseason, turn out... Or a, a a playoff would turn out the exact mathematical way it was supposed to. Like, this is the only one that turned out one versus two, right? Uh, uh, I believe so. Yes. I mean, we got like nines coming in here. We got... Yeah, one versus... four. Yeah, two versus... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, this is the only one versus two bracket. And, uh, you know, when when one of those one seeds belongs to Adam Paul and his alma mater... We we'll call him. We never plan these segments. Why would we? We just try to fire off rockets at Adam Paul and see what he's up to.
4: Please
1: enjoy this Verizon Ring tone while your party is reached. Oh.
0: Adam.
4: So,
0: hey, we're playing. What is Adam Paul up to right now? Uh, you you uh, got you got a minute?
4: Yeah. All
0: right. So we're talking about the Division Four Championship game. Santana, Sarah. First off, what are you up to right now? And what do you think about this game?
4: Waiting for my work shift to end. Just sitting here. <laughs>
0: nice. All right, so let's talk about this game then. Give a give us uh, the the most biased or most objective. You can do nothing in the middle.
4: Well, I think it's gonna be a close game because of the rain. It's supposed to have you know with the rains coming on Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think it's gonna be closer than people think. Um. <clears throat> You know, both teams pass the ball, so that doesn't bode well for them. The run games can work. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot closer game. And I actually honestly think Sarah might be able to pull it out of us, I think.
0: D- does it hurt to say that? Like, do, Because it hurt for me to say Scripps Ranch is going to win the Division Three game. How are you doing as an alumni?
4: Oh, uh, you know, I as an alumni I, I want them to win. But if you know, if you're looking at it objectively and you know, looking at all the roster you know, the ro down the rosters and you know, the last few games and stuff, Sarah's played the best the best ball in the division four um, in the last month. Um, you know it's looking you know, they've played well since they beat San Diego and you know, last Friday night was the first time Santana played really well, especially on defense, in, in about a month. Um, so we'll see if they can carry over that momentum the Friday of the game. Um, like I said, the rain, I think it's going to play, play a big factor in, um, in the game plan. So we'll see how both uh, Coach Estes and Coach uh, Smith put that into their – game
0: plans we'll say rain rain go away come again another day uh, Adam are Noah Laxina I believe you know him as the best dressed yeah. man in sports Noah Laxina has a quick question for you
3: Adam, sure. how much purple are you going to be wearing at the game this week? Oh yeah, is it going to be under? Uh, are you going to
0: be wearing some like undercover purple, or are you going straight Letterman over jacket? Over fifty percent, under fifty percent. Well, no, wait, hold on. Before we say, before you answer this, we'll put it on the poll. Do you think that Adam Paul will be wearing a Santana Sultan head at the game on the sidelines uh, this weekend? Go ahead, Adam. Answer his question. Uh,
4: probably under fifty percent.
0: Do we have do we have uh, do we have santana socks maybe are you gonna be going something covert like that yeah.
4: <laughs> no nah, they don't they don't they don't have those socks yet uh yet uh for santana but i've got I've got all my old football shirts and stuff i mean um no nah, I mean like I said, they gotta it, it's under fifty percent i'm i'm fifty under fifty percent on my part.
2: Yeah, so last time we saw Santana playing at Southwest, I think it was 2016. I might have gotten the year wrong. Oh, they were in the finals against Country. No, Valley. you're right. You're right. How would you yeah. compare that Santana team to this one?
4: I think that team was more explosive on offense. Um, quarterback wise, I think this team's better. But as far as receivers, I think that team was better defensively. Um I think this team edges out just because Michael Richter Michael Richter has played really well all season long and he anchors that defense along with Cameron Rodriguez. Um yeah, I I I think it's I think this team that team edges just just a just a tad. Hold on just a sec, I got a customer. Hold on. It's all good,
0: Adam. We'll talk to you later.
4: All right, guys. Thanks so much.
0: I love that guy.
2: That Man, awesome. he really cares about. Dude, that know, was, I, I just I want everyone that. to know that was off the top of his head. Yeah, said. none of that was. No, we, no, we well, I, him off garden. No,
0: guard, so. I, I said it. We we never planned these yeah. segments. Well, because we can't find a consistent time to do this show. We we all have a billion other things going on in our lives, and everyone here is kind enough to make a bunch of time to come in studio and do this. So what why the heck would that, we? Ha- why, yeah, why why the heck would we coordinate with? other people that are satellite entities to our show we just have the best network of amigos that are always there to answer <laughs> the phone like i wouldn't surprise Where you me. Go. we could call we could call raymond we could call we could call anybody man we can call we can call Bodie. we can call you and you would even answer
3: uh we need a lifeline
0: guys let's call. talk about this division four game though santana and or, or yeah santana and sarah but uh noah you have not gone first yet so we will let you go on this one
3: yeah, so you got two good teams. You got Sarah, you got Santana. Um, I just think that, like, I mean, Adam did talk about the rain. Um, I honestly didn't know about the rain until right now. So that that's a huge factor that comes into it. Um, I think this is going to be a close one. Um, I feel like this could be the game that, you know, might be like the low scoring, but, you know, still very interesting at the fourth quarter. Someone's going to need to make a drive from um, Santana. I think... Uh, Randall Smith needs to get involved on offense. He's a receiver there. I think uh with the run if they are able to establish the run early with Matau, I think they have a really good chance. I'm gonna go Santana ten to three. Who? Ten to three. Tommy
2: Morris um so they did play earlier this season Santana beat them 31 to 14 during the regular season these are different teams though than than those two teams that played because as you see pretty much every single team you're you kind of evolved do you want Adam back in or no there we go hey adam hold on a second we're
0: now rejoined by adam (laughs) paul Um adam paul what's going on (laughs) he said i'm back so
4: to answer your question i think uh, um you know defensively I think that I think this year's defense is a little bit better especially you know with uh Cameron Cameron Larickier whose brother Josh played for that littleton today team um you know Richter I think is, is one of the better defensive players in the county offensively um, the cornerback for this year Nathan Temple I think is a lot better um skill wise I'm Matt a big
0: Nathan Temple off. guy I just want to throw that out there big oh, Nathan yeah, temple no. guy.
4: Yeah, you know he's really good. I think he's probably the best quarterback the school's had since D.J. Bush, um, and that's saying something. Um, 2000 uh, the skill-wise, I like the 2015 team. The running back-wise, uh, Bobby Wallace, I think, um, kind of compare uh, Brooks Mutas kind of a comparable player to, to Bobby Wallace that year. Um, so that's kind of a toss-up. Um, they're both same size um uh, quickness um both to catch the ball a little bit um i i think brooks has a small edge just because he you know he he also de- uh, plays return on the return team and he returned a big touchdown um a few games ago um i i i, I, I that 2016 game i think played a played a tougher schedule in my opinion
0: Well, Adam, uh, let's get a score prediction from you uh, before we interrupt your work any further. You guys can follow Adam Paul at EC underscore preps underscore SD on Twitter for all sorts of great information. EC preps on Instagram. Adam, give us a score prediction.
4: I think, like I said, I think it's going to be close and I think it's probably going to be 28, 24, Sarah.
0: Maybe you and I have a lot of good karma coming our way for both uh, predicting officially against our alma maters. Who knows? We'll find out on Saturday and Friday, and uh, it's just Friday and Saturday, right? And then there's there's no there's no Thursday or Sunday games. There's no extra championships that they're sneaking in there. Um, No, uh, no, no open division uh, uh, consolation state seeding bracket, nothing like that. We have to do so Friday and Saturday at Southwestern College. Please follow ec underscore preps underscore sd. Adam Paul for all sorts of great coverage from the field level. Adam, thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time. We will definitely leave a five-star review on Yelp for your work. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later, man. All
4: right. See you guys down there. All
0: right. Bye. Big Adam Paul guy. Yep.
2: Big Nathan temple guy, uh, big Adam Paul guy. Now, Tom, uh, Tom, 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 the fact that already beat Sarah. All right, guys,
0: Uh, let's uh, hold on. Uh, We need to, we need to focus in on something. We just saw Adam Paul seamlessly hang up and re-pick <laughs> up right at the exact thought that he would. I mean he you go back and listen to that. He was talking about decision bro um, the
2: defense. And he stopped and then he
0: uh and and um Temple. No 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 he was talking about uh um the, the you go back and listen to that he was talking about the exact spot uh, that that they picked up at. And uh, I want to see if you can do that, Tommy. I want to see if you can pick up exactly where you were talking about in this game uh, from your notes and, and and seamlessly transition back into your game analysis.
2: Like I was saying before, you know, Santana did win this game in the regular season, 35-14, to 14, but that was during the regular season. The two different teams. Nate Temple had a great week last week, four touchdown passes. Uh, Brux is running back like um, Adam was so nicely articulating, had a great game as well, 141 yards and touchdown last week. Sarah, though, I told you guys last week, a lot of points, right? 76 points, is scored against Country Day last week. And they, they did break the 100-yard mark, so my prediction was correct there, too. They ran for 464 yards and eight touchdowns as a team. Uh, Brevin, Lingo, and Dustin Ellison, both over 100 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, four touchdowns for Ellison, excuse me. I, I think that that running attack scares me. Sarah has figured out how to to move the ball pretty effortlessly. Now Santana's good offense too. I think it'll be high scoring. I think Sarah wins 40 to 30.
1: Yeah. We've talked about how they played uh, earlier in the season, but this is a matchup where I look at the two seeds, Sarah, and I think they come in as the favorites. Um, They're, since the, the ending of the regular season, I think they've been playing better. They've they've been more dominant in these playoff games, and I think that rushing attack, as Tommy just mentioned, Dustin Ellison, Brevin Lingau, uh Timmy Zabrowski, their quarterback, dual threat ability, I think they're gonna then have a huge day uh rushing. I am gonna go Sarah thirty to twenty over Santana.
0: I suppose I will be the lone Santana dissident in this uh group because I don't see any reason why you pick against a one seed. We weren't doing it in uh, Scripps Ranch La Jolla for a lot of good reasons. And I get that this is a one and a two. So the other team that should Santana not have existed in this bracket, Sarah would have been that one. So maybe I am, uh, playing a fool here and, and, uh, buying too high on Santana, but I like what they're capable of. I like that, uh, this is a team that got handed the loss late in the season. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that lost to Monta Vista to kind of sharpen them up a little bit. And I, and I we also saw them at one point show up 25 minutes before a game and still uh, get out there and beat the brakes off some squads. So I like what Santana's bringing. I'm a big Nathan Temple guy. And I just, at, at this point, I would like to be in on Santana if for no other reason than being able to run up to Adam Paul and scream, I told you so, <laughs> uh, when Santana wins and not let him partake in the celebration. Guys, Division Five championships, Castle Park, Francis Parker, Parker back here for a second year in a row, despite not having literally the greatest athlete to have ever partook in anything in the San Diego CIF section, Ryan Sanborn, um, yeah, the, goat. the goat man, uh, we should we should note that he is currently um, been promoted from being just the punter at Stanford to being president of the university. Uh, he is now in charge of Stanford University <laughs> while still only being a freshman there. I actually um, for a
2: second thought you were talking about the student body and I Yeah, I yeah, really I was actually, like, I, dang, what a guy. Yeah, that'll no, yeah. you for a second.
0: Sorry. He is actually <laughs> listed as their emergency quarterback now. Uh, is he really? Yeah.
1: And he's handling the kickoffs as well.
0: Yeah. Their team is on fire. He's <laughs> uh, moving up each yeah. week. Yeah, he, they're, they're making the right decisions to make Diego Precious a boo-boo <laughs> on that team and to give Ryan Sanborn... Um, 'Cause he's gonna be a first round draft pick. I'm By assuming.
1: senior year, I expect him to start all three all three <laughs> spots. Oh, he'll be the dean of admissions.
0: Yeah. Like but he'll he be he'll
1: be the, the draft pick. It'll be
3: that. his recruiting class. Like yeah. he, he Yes, he will be he will he'll, have punt. Punt. he'll long to yeah. have after, him after, after <laughs> Coach
0: Shaw leaves the meeting with the recruit, Ryan comes in and goes, Look, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you what it's really about. Can you
3: kick the ball? We
0: punt on first down. And we just score on defense. That's all we do. We punt on first down. We just score defense. We play the field position game. Is he a holder too? What's that? Still a holder too? I would assume. I, would ass- I don't know we'll have actually. I'll look it up.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'll look, um, I'll look it up.
0: Castle Park, Francis Parker. Uh, we, co- we had Coach Liv say on the recap show earlier this week from Castle Park. And he was talking a lot about how this isn't a surprise to him. He knew that he knew that last year he, he the team that he was taking over was a squad full of younger talent that was poised to do something that just needed to be kept healthy and put in the right direction um I still think that anytime you have a first year head coach in the finals with a squad i mean any squad just a first year head coach great but a squad that at one point had to miss several games last year because of not having enough healthy eligible players to turn that around into a one loss team that makes the finals. That's killer. On the other side, Francis Parker getting here with. We make light of the loss of Sanborn sometimes because we, you know, we like to overplay how, how hyped he is. We love the kid. He's a great football player across the board, but they lost several big key key pieces in last year. I, I don't want to say that Anything is definitive because I know that I am only one vote in the category. Bodie, you are only one vote. There are a lot more than just the two of us. But to me, this is the coach of the year battle. Mm. These are Watching Matt Morrison and Coach Chris Liv say battle it out here, we're looking at really two dudes that did more than they were expected to do in a bigger and better and more dramatic punctuated fashion. And I love seeing that. So I'm watching this game as a... Uh winner of this one wins coach of the year level importance on it. So, Division Five, Francis Parker Castle Park. Um, we have made our lap all the way around. Tommy Morris, would you like to start this one off again?
2: Ryan Samborn actually is the kicker. He's yes, kicking too. Yeah, wow. Well, so I guess he can't be the holder too then. Um, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't know that. Um, so yes, Parker Castle Park. They played earlier this season. Castle Park beat him 28. Eric Hernandez last week. Great game against Mission Bay. Had three touchdown runs, one for 60, one for five, one for 53. So uh, he's listed at, f- I think, 5'4", 140, something like that. Don't listen to that. He runs hard. He's very hard to tackle because he's hard to see. He'll have another big game today, I expect. Parker likes to run the ball too, so this will be a quick one. This, the rain won't affect this one that much, I don't think, because both teams want to keep the ball on the ground. Anyway, I think Castle Park wins this one 28-14.
0: Bodhi Silva from Scorebook Live. I should mention that Scorebook Live is the official digital partner of the San Diego CIF section and the entire state, but we are a San Diego section biased show. Tommy Morris, I will also uh, take a second to plug that you're right. You should ignore the height and weight because that's probably a stat that you looked up on max preps and you should ignore all max preps. That was a message brought to you by Bodie da Silva and Scorebook Live. <laughs> Bodie da Silva, take it away.
1: Yeah, I think you were spot on mentioning both these guys as two of the best <laughs> I coaches. I thought you were going to say so spot on. on two of the coach of the year candidates. Uh, Castle Park went undefeated in the last game of the regular season. They lost the game, but they've regrouped with two playoff wins. And Francis Parker, at one point they were one in five. They've reeled off six in a row, including last week. They had to go out to Vincent Memorial, got a double-digit win there. Um, I just think at this point I, I can't pick against Parker in this situation. They lost so much last year and they've had so many guys step up from seniors to freshmen and in every spot in between. Um I gotta go with Parker in this one.
0: We'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Who do you got for CIF SDS football coach of the year? I'm very curious about that one. I will go oh, I will go with Castle Park. Twenty-one seventeen. I think that this one kind of uh mirrors what we were talking about some of the earlier ones of uh, of ball control and time of possession and um when you get down to it just did the team with the slightly better run game and you know we'll we'll find out also though with what what really does strength of schedule mean and and uh it, I, I'm sorry to take one more tangent like I did with the coach of the year thing, but I do think that also uh, the lower two divisions, maybe Division 4 and 5, uh, to to a small degree Division 3, I think are always interesting championship games because you usually tend to wind up with great record versus significantly worse strength of schedule versus underseeded not quite great record with significantly better strength of schedule and two teams that are not quite at that same like playing of oh we're both low strength of schedules we both went 10 and 0 like we're in the championship game and you have a little bit of that here so it's always an interesting case study when you get to that I just think though that Castle Park will find a way to edge this one out Noah Laxina
3: yeah I think um uh, you know the key is going to be the running game like you guys have all said uh Eric, Eric Hernandez for Castle Park has been playing phenomenal he had 200 yards in the s- Quarterfinal game, and then he had a really good game against Mission Bay. So he's 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 hot right now. He's the hot hand for Castle Park. And then on the other side, you got Trevor Bukowski, a Brokowski. Oh, wow, that's a great name. Uh, Twelve rushing touchdowns. He also has two um, receiving, and then he has three forced fumbles on defense. So you know it's going to be a show of the two stars. Um, I think Castle Park will have a little bit of a more physical advantage up front with their offensive line. Um, I think Castle Park edges this one out.
0: 20 to 17. Let's finish around the room, and and I would like you guys to maybe not say one coach. If you want to say one coach grade, if you want to say a couple, or just kind of where you're looking at it. Who 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 are other candidates here for Coach of the Year?
1: Yeah, I think Coach Gardner at at Scripps Ranch, obviously still undefeated, um, a program that has never, I believe, won double digits in school history before this year, and um, they're sitting at 12 and 0 heading into the finals.
3: I'm gonna go, Coach. Uh, coach Robbie Owens um, losing um, Elian Noah, a guy who he broke Reggie Bush's rushing record this year. Not having him, and then competing in the open division championship. Yes, you could say, you know, they had good backups, but at the end of the day, he was still your number one player, and you're competing against the best in San Diego, and you still got a championship. And um, and they and, and they found other ways to do it um, with playmakers getting them in space, and their defense um, really stepping up. So I like uh, Coach Owens. Um, I know that it's it's impo- I
0: know it's not relevant for a coach of the year stat wise, but uh, I think it is important just to note that Robbie Owens for seasons now at the helm of Helix Football for finals appearances.
2: That's I'm just kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. Those are both good choices. If you go with Owens, you go with um, uh, Coach G over at a uh, uh, Scripps Ranch. Uh, Drew. <laughs>
0: Coaches whose names we are all too scared to say.
2: No, I mean I can do it right, but I just I don't know if, if it's not in front of me. In front all right, who,
0: who's who's your who's your nomination, Tommy?
2: My nomination. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with Drew Smith over at Sarah. I mean that's this is a team program that had trouble winning, and then I've slowly built it up, scoring 76 points in a semifinal playoff game, very impressive. I I picked them to win um, on Friday night too, or Saturday. Yeah, trust the process so, Um Yeah, so I, I'm all about that. I, I like coaches who take programs from kind of tough times and kind of raise them up, so I'm going to go there.
0: My pick. Guys, I just want to close this out with a, a little bit of good news and read off this tweet. Just finished my last session of my intensive nine-month chemotherapy phase. I've been looking forward to this day ever since I started treatment back in April, and I'm very thankful I can get back to doing what I love. Football emoji, hashtag AG2G. And that comes from Manai Hazlitt, the Del Norte high school standout running back who had to miss this season battling cancer. Manai, we all wish you a healthy return continuing. Um, that's kick ass though, to see that he's kicking ass and, and standing yeah. up to cancer. So we will close out on that note of positivity that no matter what, yes, sir, no matter what happens this weekend, like, yeah, like, okay, great. Your team loses. My team loses. It's a tough one. Like, there are bigger, heavier-handed battles. Like there are harder things to do in life. So let's all just, as a county, or as a world, or as whoever is listening right now, just enjoy the fact that that's a big W for our whole city. That that kid is fighting through that right now, and uh, we love you, Minai. Let's uh, let's have let's let's have a lot of touchdowns to talk about for you in the coming year. At Noah. Underscore lax 17, 20. 2017. Yes, um, yeah. It's becoming the Aaron Bergen virgin thing. Um, Tommy Morris is at Real Tommy Morris. Bodie Da Silva is at SD Preps. He's the official Scorebook Live reporter for the San Diego CIS section at SB Live CA for all of their stuff. I am Christian Pedersen, Mr. CPED. We will be back to you later this week with basketball. We might have
3: basketball. we basketball. We love that basketball.
2: I should put his computer really. I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) Did it break? No, okay, all right.
4: Talk to you later, sports fans.